2: This is the Minnesota Tim podcast. Thank you for tuning into the podcast today. While you're here, rate and review the podcast wherever you're currently listening to this podcast. Right now, I have a deal for the next five people. One of them have already taken advantage of this deal. The next five people to rate and review the podcast get a $20 target gift card. Message me through the Minnesota Tim page or through my Twitter and tell me that you rate and reviewed the show. And a $20 gift card will show up on your door within the next three to five years, depending on when I, when I get that for you. So rate and review the podcast right now. Okay, everyone. It was such a hit last time. My wife and I laughed our butts off listening to it. So we're bringing him back for the second time to talk about food to talk about whatever it is that we're going to spew out of our mouths. Parker's picks with his fiance in the background. He's ready to perform. He's a fib. He's a fib. Parker's picks. Thank you for coming on the Minnesota Tim podcast for the second time.
1: I think the thing we have to first describe what fib is, is that it's a rating a scale from one to 10. So you, you aren't just classified as a fib. You are a freak in the bed. One to 10, one being vanilla, 10 being, really out
2: there. Sure. Right? So, if you had a Fib rating, your Fib rating would be not available, like NA. Yeah. Basically, it's off the charts. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm trying to think what my Fib rating would be. I feel like, you know, I'm not like a 10. I feel right.
1: like that's like. There's probably people who think they're like crazy, but like you think like how much stuff is out there, like you're not a 10, right? <laughs> yeah. Very little people are 10. Like maybe if you feel like you're that, maybe an 8.
2: I, I feel like I'm like probably like a 2 or 3, <laughs> you know? Very bottom be, of the barrel. I'm, I might be a seven. <laughs> I'm scranch. I'm, I'm I'm looking for scraps out there in the FIB reading. Oh, man. All right. So, Minnesota Vikings. You mm-hmm. predicted a high-scoring affair between Kirk Cousins because of his history in London. Well, mano-a-mano, mono, Kirk Cousins met Andy Dalton in London again. The first time they played against each other, it was a 27-27 tie. They almost repeated themselves. So the Vikings won 28-25. Because Will Lultz hit it off the crossbar and off the upright and double doink. it. So mm-hmm. what's your reaction to the Vikings' victory over the Saints? <laughs> the first thing I want to talk about,
1: okay, Kirk Cousins. He said his name, but I don't want to talk about the game. I want to talk about what he looked like at the game. Okay. I have a fiancé, all this being said, but he was sporting a 5 o'clock shadow. And let me tell you, Kirk Cousins was looking excellent with a 5 o'clock shadow, and I think he should keep it. It's amazing how a guy who usually he doesn't have a baby face, like there's nothing wrong with his face, but you throw like a beard on most dudes and like it just like takes them two points up on like the hotness scale. You are a very hot man with a beard. No offense <laughs> to my you. wife. Yeah. Right. She should not be jealous. Um, but like Jimmy G, like look out, man. Like, Men's quarterly, they got to start looking at Kirk Cousins for the best-looking quarterback in the league.
2: Now that we're on this conversation, I think it's a very important thing to talk about right now. I uh, think it's very unfair that girls have girlfriends, and and it's okay. It's socially acceptable. Right, A guy says, oh, yeah, I'm talking with my boyfriend later, and it's totally unacceptable. <laughs> I mean, depending on boyfriends? who you talk to, of course. No, I don't want like a boyfriend. a personal thing that you're working on? I don't, I don't want boyfriends, but you know <laughs> what I mean, though? Like, Anna could be going to Haley and say, oh... They're just my girlfriends, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, that's so cute. <laughs> you know, boy says it, and it's a little ridiculous because we're
1: the boys, right? I'm going to hang with the boys. I feel like it's just like a more testosterone way to
2: say like my guys, yeah, right, my dudes. Gonna go grill some burgers, flip yeah. some burgers with the guys. Gonna yeah. go wrestle some bears, <laughs> <laughs> some grizzlies. <laughs> go deep into the woods on some minotaurs. Yeah, I'm gonna put some Wrangler jeans on and. <laughs> <laughs> and put gloves in my back pocket and wipe some dirt all over my face and, you know, unbutton our top button. And,
1: and then just go for a jog. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and You got to be ready. Pretend to Manly talk anyway. about something. Okay. Well, this was one of my Parker's picks later, but I feel like we should get into it right now. Come okay. on, tease the audience too long. Mm-hmm. Parker's picks number one. And of course, there's several that we'll get to later on and we'll get back into the Vikings game later. Okay. Would you rather kiss... I asked this question the other day. Okay. Let's pretend you're single. Okay. Okay. Let's pretend honest, not in the background. (laughs) It'd be so funny if she only hears like part of this. If she only hears your answer (laughs) to my question, it's like, whoa, what's going on back there? Right. Would you rather kiss a transgendered man or a transgendered girl? That's a tough one. Well, help me. So
1: I'm trying to figure out which one looks like a female, the transgender man
2: <laughs> that's, a, that's a good question. Okay. How about I describe it a little bit better? Okay. Would, who, would, would you rather kiss a transgendered man that now looks like a female or a transgendered woman that now looks like a man?
1: I'm kissing the transgender man who looks like a female now. Yeah. Just because, like, in my mind, psychologically, like it looks like a female. it's so like, I'm okay with that. Right. Or, like, it's mm-hmm. not like weird to me. Cause, like, me thinking of kissing a guy is hard. Me kissing a girl, even though. Whatever you get know, those details, even though of, like, they're actually a guy a man, or whatever, yeah, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. But visually, it'll look like a female. and That'll help me get through it.
2: Yeah, I, I, I think that's a good take. I mean, I originally went with I would rather kiss a transgendered woman that now looks like a man, um, because deep down, I know inside that they were first a woman. Right. Mm-hmm. But then when I was having this conversation with somebody else, they made a great point. The hormones change a lot of things. And sometimes transgendered women that now look like men have like facial hair. Like, and I couldn't, uh, kissing a transgendered hair? woman that's now a man with facial hair and like feeling the mustache rub against mine. That's tough. Is one of them a better kisser? <laughs> that's a good question.
1: <laughs> I
2: don't know. Just I say, haven't got that I've, far. Then I
1: would still pick the transgender man who looks like a female.
2: Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, Parker speaks number one. Okay, any more reaction to the Vikings Saints uh, game in London other than Kirk Cousins' facial hair? No, no, no. I got, I got some
1: notes here. Okay, let me pull them up. There's one funny thing also that I want to talk about in the fourth quarter when the Saints were driving down the field. I think it was when they, I think it was when they got their first touchdown and then they missed the field goal. Um, did you see Harrison Smith get kicked in the nuts? Yes. <laughs> I like there's like a moment where I'm like oh no he's down he's injured and then he's like kind of holding his stuff I'm like oh like did he pull his groin and then in slow motion I think Cam Danzler, somebody just like halfway karate chop kicked him right in the nuts and he went down and I think like as a professional football player like you get up and they keep going but I'm like man Ah, I think I might be down for a little bit, even if the team needed me to get up. I'm like, I just need to breathe it real quick.
2: Well, it was a huge play because that gave the Saints had no timeouts at that moment, and that gave Mm -hmm. the Saints a timeout. And the announcers are saying, well, Harrison Smith hurt his hand on this play. And I'm like, if it was his hand, he would get up because he'd understand the situation. They have no timeouts. They have to spike the ball. And if they can't spike the ball, this game's over. Mm -hmm. Well, then the automatic timeout comes in from the Minnesota Vikings side. And... I mean, they didn't get any more yards, thank goodness. Right. But, man, that that could have been a huge game changer after um, he got drilled
1: in the nuts. Right. Chris Olave also dropped after he turned and saw Harrison Smith was down. You can see him, like, hit the ground really quick. Like, he was, like, I don't know if he was faking injury or, like, if he was hurt and, like, he was, like, going to pull through. But then we saw Harrison Smith down. He might have gone down. But either way, might have been a flop on uh, Olave's spot, too, just to try to pause time. Yeah. Quick thinking, right? Like, I'm it's strategy. I'm mm-hmm. not a fan of people pretending to be injured if uh, it's like trying to help them win, but
2: but I think yeah. they have a 10 second runoff though. Like, if your team has oh, no they, timeouts, they left get injured and they get injured. I think there's an mm-hmm. automatic 10 second runoff because you can't just pretend to be injured at the end of right. the game, right?
1: When you're trying Very to true. Up. yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, another one is Chris or uh Mund. I had high hopes for this guy because in the First, the second and third game, he was doing excellent. The like, tight
2: end you're talking about.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Munt. Mund Munt Mund Munt. yes.
2: M-U-N-D-T. Uh, he was making catches.
1: Irv Smith Jr. was dropping a lot, right? Mm-hmm. And this is like where moments I'm like, I think even though we've put like so much hype into Irv Smith Jr., like he's not catching the balls, right? He's dropping them, and Mund is actually doing it. So this game, Irv Smith Jr., beginning of the game. The first drive. I also want to talk about this. Is the first drive the Vikings had it? We went down for a touchdown. Uh, Kirk Cousins threw it to Justin Jefferson. Adam Thielen, Osborne got a touch. Cook got a touch. Um, Ersmith Junior got a touch, and then also Madison got a touch. Like we all spread the ball around so much, just like I talked about last week. That is like our key thing that we have players that are good. We just need to give them an opportunity and not focus on Justin Jefferson. They
2: must listen to the Minnesota Tim podcast. Exactly. That's you. It. clearly <laughs> yeah. clearly. Kevin yeah, O'Connell's like. He's got a really good point. Maybe (laughs) I should spread the ball around a little more. Kevin O'Connell's going to go back to his wife tomorrow and say, you know what? I'd rather kiss a transgendered man that looks like a girl. (laughs) You know what the thing is, is that he listened. I bet
1: you he subscribed to the Minnesota Tim podcast and good things happened.
2: And now he wants Um, a $20 Target gift card.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And so um, back to what I was saying. So like now, like now Mund was we were going down for the touchdown. I think the last one that we got. And he dumped it right off to the side and he dropped it. And it was yeah. like a pretty third and
2: pass. one. Yeah, it's a big play. So now I'm like, all this, I don't know. You can't ooh. give up on, on him on one play.
1: I know. Like, I'm not giving up on him yet. But like, I just expect like a. there's this like idea I have of the tight end, right? Yeah, we're like, this is the guy you throw it to. If you want, like if you need a catch, right? They're not gonna get any more yards, they're just gonna grab the ball and go down. That is the tight end to me most of the time. And so when I see tight ends drop a ball. It's kind of like, that's a bummer, right? Like, we're, our hopes from you is basically just to get us where we throw it to you and then drop. I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes they'll throw on more because they're big dudes, right? But, like, they got the hands, the height, and the body size to, like, pull it down. And that's what I'm asking for from them.
2: So, as a whole, would you say you were encouraged or discouraged by the Vikings' offense in that game? Because they were moving the ball really well. They... I mean, offensively, Kirk Cousins had, what, 273 yards. Mm -hmm. Justin Jefferson had 147 yards, I think. You know, tore apart Marcus Lattimore very easily. But then we settled for a whole bunch of field goals. Greg Joseph had five field goals in that game. And Dalton fumbled before halftime. They had the muffed punt. And the Vikings failed to capitalize on these opportunities offensively. So would you say you were encouraged or discouraged by what you saw on Sunday? I am a little, I wouldn't say I'm discouraged, but I wouldn't say I'm encouraged.
1: It's an either answer. Basically, I've enjoyed the drives that we've had, but you, you don't want to keep any of your drives and field goals, right? Like, it won us the game, but you need touchdowns. Field goals are like kind of a last end where like maybe two field goals get a six or four points, but you need touchdowns. Um, thankfully, we, our defense had stepped up enough, but they didn't even do, the defense didn't even do, well, that game. Yeah, um, We dropped two interceptions that I think were just like right in our guys' hands.
2: It's crazy how many cornerbacks drop interceptions.
1: I know. And as well as like they had backups playing as their quarterback, the running back. And then they didn't even have Michael Thomas playing to be fair. Those backups are previous starters who have had the limelight on other teams. So it's not like they're just like backups you've never heard of, but at the same time, they were chosen not to be the starters. (laughs) They weren't as good as the starters. So henceforth, they were backups. (laughs) Yeah. Um, they're so, upgraded backups. You exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're paid, probably highly paid backups. Yeah. Which in this case, good for them. Also, Andy Dalton looks great with a beard. He had it. Didn't even think about that, but during the game he's, he's aged well. That's so who I'm do
2: saying. you say? I mean, this isn't one of Parker's picks, but Kirk Cousins with a beard or Andy Dalton with the beard. You got the redheaded man, <laughs> redheaded beard in a little bit more unique, a little different mm-hmm. versus mm-hmm. the normal looking Kirk Cousins. I'm a classy guy.
1: So I'm just going with Kirk Cousins. I also dig a five o'clock shadow. It's what I love sporting most times, um, and so I'm going to go with. Kirk
2: It's so funny because you have the five o'clock shadow right now. Maybe, I maybe a little bit more than a five <laughs> o'clock shadow, but it's a little five o'clock shadow. My
1: week. five o'clock shadow doesn't really show enough, so it's not thick enough. Yeah, wish it was. Yeah, well, it looks um, good. So I'm I'm kind of waiting off. This is like I'm still waiting for like the Vikings to develop into more at this point, I'm going to say, sure. Um, where I still think, I I thought this week was going to be the week that Kirk Cousins hit his stride and our our offense was really going to kick into it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I think I'm a little off because we definitely got better, right? We kept on driving on the field. We got a lot of points, but we're just not getting those touchdowns yet. We're not committing to finding that end zone.
2: Could the Vikings be one of those teams in the NFL? And there's a lot of them that... Mm -hmm play up to their opponent and play down to their opponent. So the Vikings have the Chicago Bears um, this Sunday. Mm-hmm. Are the Vikings going to play to the level of the Chicago Bears? The Vikings seemingly played to the level of the Saints. They, I guess they didn't play to the level of the Eagles. They just got completely destroyed in that game. Right. But they didn't play to the level of the Packers or higher because they completely clobbered them in right. week one. So maybe we're going to see an up-and-down Vikings team throughout the rest of the season based on the competition they play.
1: Possible. I understand that mindset where the fact that like the people you're against right now, you're going to only put in like, I don't want to say you're not putting in all your effort, but sometimes you kind of aren't, right? Like you don't feel it necessary to like give everything you got to beat this team. Yeah, so you so don't want to say that up. they don't
2: want to put in their effort, but you're going to say it. That they yeah. Aren't. So, you're not
1: 100%. I mean, the Vikings might have been playing 80% that game. Well, that's like my favorite take ever.
2: I don't want to say that the Vikings weren't giving it at all, but they weren't giving it their all in that
1: game. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't want to go ahead and say it anyways. I don't want to insult them, but like, I'm going to insult them. Yeah. Um, I don't want to hurt their feelings. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, that, that's actually a great way of looking at it. Is that they're just not they're playing to the opponents, and mm-hmm. if they're they don't see it as a team that they have to give their all, they're not gonna.
2: Yeah. Do you have any other notes that you have about the Vikings London game? Vikings Saints game in London.
1: Uh nope, just
2: uh congratulations to Greg
1: Joseph for making five field goals.
2: <laughs> he missed the extra point, which actually ended up being huge. He still won NFC special teams player of the week, though. Right. So massive. But okay. when you missed that extra point, you're right. That came. Made it to the point where they could tie with a field goal.
1: It became really close. It was a nail-biter or touchdown. I don't know. Yeah, either way.
2: Maybe. Made it close. Okay. This is the next point that I want to talk about. This is one of the biggest mysteries to me in the world. So, women. Women. Women are a mystery in themselves. But <laughs> women, say that. <laughs> we're synced up. Yeah. Women shave their legs. They mm-hmm. shave their armpits. They shave their rectum. They shave their front if they need to shave their front, if there's a big moment coming, like a wedding or something. Right. But they don't shave their arms. Why is it that women shave every single part of their body off, but then there's just hair on their arms and you can see it? Okay. I
1: love relation, this kind of stuff, right? Gender roles and all that kind of stuff. Um, I would say, first of all, it's nuts that, Other things are shaved. Let's say you already said the words. Let's just say it again. Like the rectum, right? Like shaving that. That's tough. It seems so uncomfortable. Oh, man. Right. I mean, when you have a beard, you know how like when it's just like just coming out after shaving, it's like prickly and like Mm -hmm. it can like it's like sandpaper against it. I can't imagine having that (laughs) in my rear end. Like the uncomfortableness. Oh, my gosh. The pain women go through to do certain things is just nuts to me. I don't think armpit hair is that bad as long as it doesn't get you long. Okay arm hair. Let's just go with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's the fact that it's not that thick. But right? some but some women, some women some very do have thick, thick arm hair. hair. And they just oh, yes. l- they just leave it. You know. Maybe it's like a a badge of honor, right? <laughs> yeah. Like they're a little a little less uh genetically uh evolved than all the other women. Sure. Right? And so they wear that badge of caveman honor on their arms. And man, I don't know. You narrow it off. You shave it off. It, I, it doesn't mean that much
2: <laughs> when Adam and Eve existed. Do you think Eve had a hairier, butt than Adam? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, she did the apple first <laughs> sin
1: hair. Body hair didn't exist until sin came. So that's when the fall and then hair grew out of their bodies. Sure. Okay. That's okay. where Shane
2: came. We can get into some Parker's Picks. I just wanted to have an answer to that. And I knew you would have a wonderful answer. The caveman.
1: The caveman. Badge of Honor.
2: Yeah. Um. Let's get into some fast food fry comparison. Okay. Parker's oh. Picks. This is Parker's Picks number two. Now, you are a former Chick-fil-A employee. Yes. Parker's Picks. I'll include the Chick-fil-A fries out there just because you're a former ambassador for Chick-fil-A. Mm. <laughs> And you can you don't have to pick Chick Fil A. I'm just throwing it out there. It's not Chick Fil A.
1: You can give me restaurants. It's not Chick Fil A. I don't want to
2: be offensive. I don't want to be offensive. Okay, I don't want to be offensive. God's Uh,
1: chicken is not the same as God's French fries. It's it's different.
2: (laughs) God worked too hard on the chicken. That's good French fries. (laughs) Forgot about the French fries. (laughs) He rested on the seventh day, and then the fries (laughs) suffered. (laughs) Okay. Um, Curly fries at Arby's versus. McDonald's fries mm-hmm. versus Culver's fries
0: mm-hmm.
2: versus am I missing a big one? Dairy Queen fries.
1: Okay. That's the big one that you finish off with right there.
2: I don't know. Oh. I'm trying to think of one. <laughs> I mean, this answer is obvious to me. I mean, this is like the Oreos versus Chips Ahoy question. Right. And I,
1: I think, I think you're asking, you're, you're on different class levels here. I'm going to first point that out. As a fast food connoisseur, like I've told people, like I'm I'm the least biased fast food person I think there is. Where like I'm not, I don't (laughs) take favorites. Okay. I literally just take them as they are, right? Um, I think Arby's is on a whole different level. Oh, no doubt. I mean, the fries are insane. There's there's the this battered french fry level, right? Where like french fries are a little battered and then they're fried. That's what Arby's french fries are. Arby's french fries are on their own (laughs) level, they're battered. And uh McDonald's French fries, everything else is not. Yeah. So Arby's French fries, they would have to go against something like checkers or Popeyes, right? Because those are also battered French fries. Here's the thing that I don't get. Restaurants, the fry is a huge part of going out in the dining experience. Agreed? I don't think I've ever gone to a fast restaurant or any restaurant at all, unless it's like a steak dinner or something like that. And not gotten French fries with my food.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Fries are massive. They're huge.
1: Restaurants that don't have good fries, it blows my mind. And Culver's is one of those restaurants. Yeah.
2: Culver's doesn't have great fries. Not a big cup. Yeah. The crinkle cut
1: French fry is the worst cut of French fry. No doubt in my mind. No, no, no doubt.
2: I don't know what it is. Their Butterburgers are insane, though. Their, their Butterburgers burgers. keep on giving me yes. that's, coming that's back. That's the
1: problem with Culver's is that their fry game is very weak. Their mm-hmm. onion rings are fantastic. So if mm. you want to sub for those, like, <laughs> of fast food restaurants, <laughs> that's you, you want
2: to call the french fries to the bench? <laughs> <laughs> that gets rings, on the rings, over here. there.
1: Yeah. Uh, also, their chili isn't that bad either. But if you ask for onions on it, they just way overdo it in the onions. So, yeah. Um, McDonald's French fries, as far as like the other ones go, McDonald's French fries would take it. That's just like a classic, like everybody loves McDonald's French fries. One more thing about them though. They're really sweet. They're going to taste what you expect them to taste like. McDonald's French fries are like this over under. Sometimes they're amazing. And sometimes they just really disappoint when they like under fry them or over fry them sometimes, or like there's not enough salt. Maybe they're just kicking them out so fast that they're not having quality control over them. But man, like I've gone to McDonald's and been very disappointed sometimes.
2: Mm, Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. The the advantage to McDonald's fries is that when you get a to-go bag, there's always some fries left over on the bottom of the bag that just bring you a little bit of joy. That's like, oh, I thought they were gone. But then you reach in the bottom and there's a couple of left.
1: There's a nice cold French fries down there that even though they're like not hot anymore, you're just so happy that they're down there. You're like, I don't even care anymore, man. These are the three French fries that just made my day.
2: Exactly. The three extra French fries. Okay, that's Parker's picks number two. Parker's picks number three. And this is a question that's been thrown around. You'll see it thrown around everyone. So not the most unique question in the world. Yeah. But I thought about this the other day when I was watching TV. Would you rather have the knowledge that you have now at 12 years old or would you rather be given a million dollars right now?
1: So this is like, I can't look things up and be like, this is information I'm taking back with me. I basically just know what I know now Mm -hmm. and go back.
2: Yes.
1: (laughs) If I had money as a 12 year old, the amount of money that I could invest in things like Amazon and Google and all that kind of stuff would be um, like so much money, but I don't have money as a 12 year old. And I don't think anybody's going to believe a 12 year old who says invest in this company. So I will take the million dollars now. Okay. Okay. If this was like next edition, which was an old TV show where a guy got like a newspaper that showed all the news from like the next day early, like on PAX TV, which is like a Christian channel from a long time ago. If I could have that to like win the lottery again and again and again. Yeah, I'd pick that. But like a million dollars is going to get me by for quite some time. Mm -hmm. That's like a hundred Tesla's or something like
2: that. (laughs) Yeah. Until you blow it all away and try to win the lottery or something like that. Buy as many lottery tickets as you can with a million dollars and lose out on it. Um, you try and invest your million dollars in winning the lottery, and then you lose all of it. You lose it all. Parker's picks number four, and then I have an idea that I want to throw at you to see if your game, if if the NFL should buy into this idea. Okay. Um, would you rather go skydiving or bungee jumping? Oh dear lord! Do you know I'm afraid afraid of heights. I think I did
1: know that. Okay. I'm afraid of heights too. This is like the two worst things that you could offer to have me choose from. Well, I can choose something else. Would you rather be in a police chase? No, 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 no no. Okay. I'll pick something. You can't you can't you never cop out on a, would you rather? They're okay. theoretical. you pick one. That's my rules to these things.
2: Well, because you're afraid of heights, this could be more interesting. Would you rather yeah. get into a police chase or would you rather go skydiving?
1: Can there be no consequence in the police chase? Because <laughs> I think it'd be really fun. To drive a car and like try to get away, right? Like the goal is to not get caught in the car. And if we get caught, it's like a slap on the wrist, like, oh, sorry, we didn't know it was you, Parker, Mm -hmm. from the Minnesota Tim Podcast. Yeah,
2: obviously. (laughs) I mean, what would you do if you knew you would be safe from it? Like a police chase would be number one on my list. Like, if there was something that I could do illegally and I knew I could get away with it, a police chase would be number one. The adrenaline rush that you would get from that would be insane. I would try to fight. Something like mm, that's good, a bear or like uh yeah, like a, a lion,
1: like I don't know how I'm safe from that, right? like if I have some kind of like enamel on that like they can't break through, and my goal is just to like try to beat it within a certain amount of time,
2: I'd rather walk through the south side of Chicago at three a m take it out alive <laughs>
1: all right now you're just being unrealistic I oh,
2: feel a little bit more realistic than that. <laughs>
1: Okay. Uh, from the first question, I'd rather skydive because okay. then I'm relying on the bungee jump to like pull me back, but I'm also relying on a parachute. I would rather skydive. Sure.
2: <laughs> yeah, you act <laughs> like you're not relying on the parachute to keep you alive. <laughs> Can you imagine? So here's a question The yep. person who skydives and then the parachute doesn't open, what are they thinking until they hit the ground? Or
1: well, do you think they, they eventually pass out? That second parachute. But if they have no parachutes that give, I mean, they better be praising the Lord and everything before they hit the ground. Other than that, I mean, like, do you just like blissfully accept your death? You just like <laughs> open your eyes or like close your eyes, just like enjoy the wind on your face, and like when the splat happens, you like don't know because like, if you look, you're gonna know when it happens, and it's just gonna be anxiety until it happens.
2: So just you close feel your eyes. That like, do you feel? but do you feel it when you hit the ground? No, or, do you, or are you just dead? No, you're just dead <laughs> unless you like do that thing where you like
1: you hit a few trees to like bounce down and then do you know? hold you from a
2: like how that, that's one of my things like so there, there's so many people that are so certain about things but it's like how do they actually know like I'm so certain that they don't feel it but they die. What How do you know like what's your reference point did someone parachute into the ground hit the ground. You mean, die and then come back to life. You like,
1: what if they hit the ground and like they're just like can't speak, can't move, can't do anything, but they're actually alive for like 30 more seconds.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's probably not true. Probably not. But I mean, like theoretically, how do they know? You're right. Yeah. Like example, like perfect examples, like babies. You know, they have all this research on babies and like what they want, what they like. How do you know? What how do you remember what it was like as a baby? Uh, baby geniuses. Have you seen that movie? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that movie. Oh, it's t- it's about talking babies. <laughs> okay. Don't watch it. It's no okay. so
1: one. It's pretty bad. <laughs>
2: okay now here's the idea million dollar idea so in the major league baseball they have when when teams are down by 10 runs they bring in a right fielder to come pitch in the eighth or ninth inning you know the game's over and they bring in a right fielder to come pitch the final two innings or whatever he's throwing 60 mile power pitches into the catcher and it's fun everyone's having a good time the fans are entertained this is real yeah, this is real. This happens in Major League Baseball, 100%. Okay. I'm saying that the NFL should take this idea from Major League Baseball. And when NFL teams are down by 30 points in the fourth quarter, the oh. NFL takes the defensive tackle or linebacker or safety or kicker or punter and bring them in as the quarterback for the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I can do you one better. All right. So
2: thanks for your reaction to that. (laughs) It was good.
1: I think I love it. Right. I think it's a great idea. But what if we also threw in the fact that what if there's a raffle in the stadium where they throw out Mm. at the beginning of the game, a player seat, right? And or sorry, not a player, but a person's seat. And they have the opportunity if it does come to that point that, you know, some teams down by 30 points, they're allowed to last like five minutes of the game. They come in and play as the quarterback for that team.
2: That would be sick, sick. Do you think it's harder to complete a pass in the NFL or just tick a baseball like at bat? Like get a piece of a baseball, whether it's fair ball or foul ball in Major League Baseball.
1: I think it's gonna be easier to complete a pass, depending on, and if we just do like any dump pass or a screen or something like that, I think you or me could do that. But I don't know if I could hit a fastball in the MLB. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, I played through high school, but it's been a while. <laughs> and we were only throwing like 70s. So what is 30 miles per hour more?
2: Yeah. And what's a breaking ball from you know, 12 <laughs> o'clock to 6 o'clock? Not a big deal, right? <laughs> um, what if the pass had to be like a five-yard out? Like, and it just couldn't be a dumb pass.
1: Couldn't be a dumb pass. Then that really increases the difficulty because you're. It's probably going to get picked. Like there's a good chance defenders are. I mean, if you throw me in a game, the defenders know I'm not going to throw it 40 yards, right? So they're going to pull up. They're playing tight, and if they're trying to stop me, like I don't know if I'm, man. Yeah, I'm still going to try completing a pass.
2: (laughs) Well, yeah, absolutely. You got to do it. Do it for the man. I mean, you're going to get hit regardless, right? Come on. Don't be- I'm, I'm young enough
1: to get hit twice and then call it and lay in bed for the next week or something like that. But <laughs> like break every bone in my body. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. Last topic. So there was a long time, a long time ago, I had this irrational fear of an airplane hitting our house in the middle of, in the middle of the night. And I always thought like, what if there's an airplane Delta airlines Diving straight at our house, right? And Delta and would and never do that.
1: Spirit, maybe, but continue.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, Spirit did all the bags online, so at least I don't worry about it getting <laughs> hit by a bag. Um, one of the irrational fears when I was younger: a plane is coming straight at your house. Maybe it's mm. Virgin Airlines because I've been I've been a Virgin forever. Um, and I've always wondered, like, what what would happen? Would the pilot? look our number up in the yellow pages understand <laughs> what house is going to hit and then like call us to tell us to get out of the house there's got to be a way for to them avoid, to warn you yeah for them to warn us i mean you got a plane coming at your house at 400 miles per hour you got to know something bad's going to happen mm-hmm. you know you, you got to be able to connect and contact the 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 um uh, the air traffic controller have them look us up in the yellow pages and uh-huh. then call us, tell us, to get out of our house. Well, this past week, I was looking up an article, and there was an airplane that struck a house in Minnesota near Duluth, and um, apparently the people in the house were not harmed. The people in the airplane, on the other hand, I think three of them passed away, R i p. to those people rest mm-hmm. in peace. That's no joke. But clearly, my idea of the airplane getting a hold of the people that are in the house isn't a real thing because they crashed into the house and the people, they were fine, but right. they definitely had no idea that this airplane was going to hit this house.
1: Can you imagine, you know, those stories of like a guy who's driving, he hits a moose and like the moose, like body goes like through the wind, like through <laughs> the front, but like his spot is like untouched, but the whole entire rest of the car is like it's like damaged. Tommy boy. Yeah. So it's like, imagine a plane hitting your house and like you're in your living room and you see like this whole thing, your house just gets taken away and you're just sitting there on your couch. like, <laughs>
2: come on Shop. cousins
1: like beer yeah
2: <laughs> what kind of crap was that what kind of throw was that <laughs> man these culver's fries suck i think yeah
1: <laughs> um i i think but by your uh method so i mean the birds are run by the government everybody knows that right especially doves i think there's gotta be something where like <laughs> the government like sends birds to your household to try to like you do like pick it up like up style where like they'll grab on the top and like lift it or they just try to like warn you by like picking on your window and you're like, what? Look up. And then you're like, oh my gosh. A plane looks, son.
2: And then you look at the plane <laughs> coming at you. <laughs> if you move. you're just gonna trust that it avoids you at all costs. Or like deer in the headlights, you can only watch it. Do you remember any irrational fears that you've had or you have right
1: now? <laughs> um, I remember that the scariest movie I ever saw as a kid was Muppets on Treasure Island.
0: Hmm. Uh
1: that's because there's like one scene where they hand this like black dot to a pirate and then he's like, doomed or something like that i don't remember the details i was scared but i think i think it was actually a bible verse that they closed and then drew black dot on which was like a bad thing for pirates but like just nightmares i mean like literally it scarred me for like months because i could not get that out of my head
2: hmm.
1: it went much deeper in my dreams obviously it wasn't <laughs> just the black dot just pirates and all that kind of stuff but man it, irrational fears spiders heights yeah um sprinkles well, I don't, I don't
2: think heights is an irrational fear. I mean, if you're up in an airplane, an airplane could crash. It's, and not you could heights. it's
1: falling. I've had to tell people that I have the fear of falling, not of heights. I don't mind looking down, but then the thought of falling uh, yeah. is the thing. So skydiving and bungee jumping are also just the fear of falling.
2: Do you ever wonder like what that cap number is, like where you fall and then you die versus when you live? Like, let's say you jump off a cliff and it's like mm-hmm. 20 feet high, you survive. But if it's 21 feet high, do you die? It like puts you over the edge? <laughs> <laughs> or it's like 20 feet and a half. Is that
1: how you you want to do that? You want to go like to the quarries with me and like do a little science experiment?
2: I do kind of want to do one.
1: And then we'll like keep increasing the heights by like one foot. And then whichever one of us lives is like the victor. But also then we know scientifically what's the highest.
2: Height <laughs> <we can go. laughs> it's kind of interesting. And it also <laughs> probably depends
1: on the way you fall. Yeah. If we can tuck and roll, that probably would change a lot. But <laughs> Well, let's say the rules are you have to pencil dive into the ground. So that's when you lock all your body and like mm-hmm. hit. Right. Yeah. So our kneecaps yeah. will definitely shatter before we're done. But
2: yeah, those are good rules. <laughs> we can replace those anyway. <laughs> they have,
1: they have science nowadays.
2: to surgeries. Yeah. There. I mean, everyone gets knee replacements these days anyway. What's the big deal? <laughs> it's just a quicker way to get it done. Well, okay, we have one, about a one, minute. One Let's quick question.
1: Ahead. All right. Yeah. Okay. So I had one for you. So this is a Tim pick, a uh, Tim's uh, topics, right? So, this, I got a dog, got to go this quick. Got a dog um, going out at weird times of the day, right? Because it has to go to the bathroom. It was wet outside, right? And I was wearing shoes and socks. Now, I think the worst, in my mind, the worst thing that you can get when wearing clothes is wet socks and shoes. Oh, no it's doubt. It's squishy all the time. There's nothing you do about it unless you have a pair of socks. Mm-hmm. So, would you rather, every time you put on a pair of shoes, regardless of whether you have socks on or not, huh. you have that squishy sock feeling, oh. or... It feels like after you've been given a wedgie, that momentary, like after it's done and you feel it riding up your crack, <laughs> you always have that feeling at all times.
2: Oh, man. I would rather have a wedgie. No wedgie doubt. Wedgie feeling? Yeah. I think you yeah, could survive. It? So I bad. think you could eventually block it out of your mind. You know,
1: But you can't, you can't avoid the socks.
2: No, no. Doubt about it. That's a great question. I we agree. have less than a minute left. The Zoom's going to end at any point because I'm too broke to pay for a paid subscription. <laughs> Parker, thank you for tuning in. Thank you, everyone, for listening.